What up? It's Sunday at one o'clock, and thanks for joining us at Cannabis Legalization. Also, happy daylight savings. I think Tom got got by daylight savings. So let's get into the show. Don't forget, you got to be 21 over to uh, be in the industry and 18 over to vote. Please, for the love of God, I hope you vote. And Tom, just join us. Awesome. What up, homie? I just let you pop in when you want, cause uh, yo, <laughs> yeah. What's up? Uh, thank you guys, everybody, for joining us. Another big week of cannabis legalization news. We have some federal news, um, and I haven't, I haven't gotten it up yet. I was watching the Bears game. They oh, right lost. on. They just lost, and so it was, it was one of those Bears. They've done it all year. Uh, the Bears have been very good in having a competitive game. And they make you watch the whole thing, <laughs> and then they lose in like the last two minutes. But, but yeah, those are the best games. Anybody though. who's joining in, um, yeah. they they get kind of annoying, like because like the Bears are terrible. They're like now they're I think three and six, and so like most of the time they lose. You're like, oh my god, they're gonna win. Oh, getting, oh they didn't win. Yeah, that's amazing. So close. Anyways, yeah, let's get into it, man. Hey, what you, did you read the article here? This uh, new Senate bill would create federal marijuana commission to prepare for legalization. Yeah, that's uh, you got to start getting ready because uh, writing on the wall is that it is going to get legalized. I'm not exactly sure when, but soon. Uh, And so this type of stuff is the thing that you need so that we can actually get ready uh, to start regulating the plant as if it was, you know, a plant as opposed to plutonium. Well, you know, but we've we've talked about different ways that like legalization is going to happen, right? I mean, it's just one caveat, one way, one thing, right? There's many more act. I'm looking at you, Schumer. I'm just saying, you know, there's, there's other ways, right? We can get, we can achieve legalization because we've had this what conversation for over 50 years or whatever. Oh man. Yeah. It's been stuck at that uh, schedule one for 50 years. This stupid flowering plant has been stuck at schedule one. Stupid flower. Look, for I no got one in a jar. Oh, yeah. Mine <laughs> used to be in a jar. Not I mean, anymore. like, I got yeah. a store-bought one. Yours is versus, oh, yeah. like, uh, a medical-grown one. You know what Mine's I mean? Like, medical, yeah. The hypocrisy of the law alone. Like, the, the fact that people everywhere should be able to go to the store, buy weed with their cigarettes or whatever it is they do. You know, like... Right. I personally, go ahead, man. It's, it's just in American freedoms. Uh, you can't even buy flowers in this country. Are you kidding me? That's a pretty cool. You're getting some appreciation out there from the chat. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, this is uh, Skittles Autoflower. And so, uh, ha- big yielder, this one. Um, nice. I got some more of them downstairs. And I just got like an Enviro Clean. Uh, supposed to help with the smell. I'm not sure if it is, but it's supposed to help with the smell. Enviro Clean? Like, is it like a circular air type thing you got going on? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, this $800 cleaning machine. And so, uh, it mm. also has like UV, you know, lights. So, uh, the, the air quality at home. Very good. Well, Very good. and that's great for killing like bacteria in the air and whatnot, right? Like, you know, the the old school. Like, I, I still remember people like charcoal filter being the uh, the hot good item because it kills the smell when it leaves the house, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome, dude. I, I'm glad yep. you guys were cool. Hey, and of course, what you do when you uh, introduce one of these bills is that you make first whenever you have to introduce a bill, you start with a blank sheet of paper and then you work on an acronym that spells out like a word, like it's the more act. And I yeah. didn't do that, you know, with his, the safe banking act, for example. And this one is called the preparing regulators effectively 
for a post-prohibition adult use regulation environment act aka the prepare act uh, and it's going to direct the attorney general to create a commission charged with making recommendations on a regulatory system for marijuana that models what's currently in place for alcohol because that just makes sense uh, with mm. how bad alcohol is for our society and our bodies it's readily available and it's quite cheap you know well it, this is just to me it always it's always a hypocrisy right like like mm-hmm. cannabis is not the plant that has ruined lives besides the law itself it has not ruined kidneys or any other you know diabolical thing to, mm-hmm. to bodies out there so like you know our whole regulating how we've like created prohibition and, and i love how the in the name is post prohibition like right post prohibition adult use regulated environmental act aka the prepare act uh, it's identical to a house measure by the way that is also in, in there and that was uh, a companion bill and that is by representative dave joyce of ohio hakeem mm-hmm. jeffries out of new york and brian mast who's a republican from florida they filed that back in april of course Tune in next Sunday. We're going to go over which states legalized it on Tuesday. Miggy was mentioning, don't forget to get off your butt and go vote on Tuesday. It's also early voting. For the love of God, just do it. Like, I've, I'm done. Like, I voted. The House has voted. We're, we're done. Like, for the love of God, there's so much uh, yeah. on, the, on, a, on the table coming up, you know? And the crazy side, like, I just, I really haven't never felt like this is the midterms, you know, like, the more you learn about the policy and process, it's like infuriating. Like it literally almost was hacked the last four. You know, like they tried hacking yeah. it, right? And since that like didn't it, work, go ahead. Uh, half the people it seemed like just do not care about uh, our country. They they seem like they would rather have an authoritarian regime as opposed to like you know freedom. Well, and speaking of well, freedom, right? Yeah. You know, coming from the Leafly, you know, if if this plant was legal. I mean, if it was, if it was like properly, people given a chance, you know, we're we're coming out that it was marked. Uh, what? Oops. <laughs> oh yeah, Leafly is reporting that uh, cannabis is the sixth largest largest crop uh, in America. What are the top five crops if cannabis is number six? I, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Um, Do we have them, or did Leafly just try to hype that weed is number six now? Well, and I'm not surprised. Oh, here we go. Yeah, there we are. Number one at 80, what is it, $83 billion? Yeah. Corn. We got a lot of that here in uh, Illinois. And then number two, got a lot of number two in Illinois too. Soybeans. And Mm. I eat a lot of them, mostly in the form of tofu. Uh, Number three, hay. No way. Hay is, is that what it says? Well, that's what my my dinner eats, man. (laughs) You know, but yeah, I eat it in wheat, uh, $12 billion. Uh, in cotton, you know, and can you imagine too? Again, I think uh, there's going to be uh, if once it becomes illegal, you know, you're going to have people uh, uh, trying to change the hemp policy, right? The three percent thing, because right. you can the have that three. number six. It'll be five and six, you know, hemp and cannabis because of uh, replacing cotton or even wheat because mm-hmm. it can be a, a filler, you know, right? Because people are eating hemp seeds and all the other crap right now, but. The potential, I think, is going to be amazing once, but they're going to have to define it and redefine uh, the plan itself. Yeah, it is. Adult use cannabis farmers in uh, the United States grew more than 554 metric tons of, canna- of cannabis in 2022, 
uh, more than they did the year before. Still, the crop's value fell by $1 billion because as the plant becomes legal, its price does go down. Flower grams can go for only 4 bucks in states like Oregon. Well, the prices are going to, like we've talked about in the last show, where you know everything's going to find a, a bottom, right? Because everybody's mm-hmm. competing in a market where you're paying taxes and uh, they have books where they're trying to turn around. Like it takes this much soil with this many seeds and this mm-hmm. is our nutrients, you know, their, their secret sauce they want to use. And then again, also like your room where you're doing the circular air, there's so many other things to involve in growing this plant that, you know, some are going to be better than others, but eventually the prices will always, uh, uh equal out there'll be a bottom out price of like what's good and what's not i think yeah yeah the the stuff costs as much as it costs it's not like beer is getting magically cheaper you know and so the the thing's going to eventually cost what it costs but it will uh it'll be cheap i bet it's going to be 25 bucks an eighth eventually and and, you know i'm not surprised at being the sixth largest crop because we've talked about it what was it two shows ago where the uh kansas bank bureau whatever you know said it was one of the bigger uh uh, revenue generators you know Mm -hmm. shocker you know, all the naysayers back when, uh, before legalization, it was like, there's no way you're going to get billions in dollars and or it can make a dent in the, uh, uh, the G- GDP or any of that. Um, it kind of is. It is already. And it's done before. And plus the domino effect, right? Like law enforcement doesn't have to focus on, you know, mm-hmm. like a plant, <laughs> a garden. Yeah, law enforcement can get back to, you know, enforcing laws, as opposed, which uh, that's the problem. Like it's currently illegal. And so they are enforcing the law. Well, I don't like that law. Can we uh, change it so that you don't get to enforce it anymore? Yes. Uh, and then I also don't like possession limits. I think possession limits yeah. are ridiculous. I was reading the paper today. It was like um, Sunday. So they have, you know, the advertisements that are in the middle of the paper. And the amount of guns that you can buy for $350 is shocking. Like you can go buy a machine gun for $350. Bucks and oh, yeah. sport. And I'm like, man, I do not remember this when I was uh, 12 or 13, probably because there was an assault weapons ban at the time. Uh, it, but it's just ridiculous. The The prioritization that we have in this country is stupid. Uh, that is fine because of the Second Amendment. Right. Uh, but then you can't go buy flowers. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the law has always been uh, well, the prohibition enables bad behaviors and bad things. And, and it's a kind of a. A, a constant uh, a contradiction, right? Like our, our next story uh, is this kind of a stock story. Want to do a little bumper? Want to do a little let's do a stock story? Yeah, let's Boo-boo. do a little bumper and uh, some stock stories. Give me a chance to take a hit too. Oh, what? Oh, bumper. <laughs> Where is it? I gotta find it. Give me a second. Oh, Miggy tries to find the bumper. That should be tune in next week when Miggy finds the bumper on there cannabis legalization. The Bears. Pot stocks. Yes, pot stocks. Diddy is getting into the game. Diddy is going to help Cresco and Columbia Care divest themselves from having too many cannabis licenses in New York State. He is going to become the first minority-owned, vertically integrated, multi-state cannabis operator. That's right. Diddy. Sean Diddy Combs. Well, I mean, the level of money that man has—he's—he's he's got cocaine money that comes in, you know, from the, all the hits. So, well, he's—he's got—he—he's been a very successful businessman. Maybe he can make a go of it in the cannabis game because if he can't make money in cannabis, you can't make money in cannabis. That's what it is. 
Well, isn't this kind of like diversifying, right? When you're worth so much money, it's kind of like the reason why people uh, make fun of or, or think conspiracy theories, like with Soros and all this stuff about like, because people have so much money, they diverse in so much things. Because there's a lot of people like not impressed by this. I've, 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 you know, some I'm pretty impressed. Wasn't it like 183 million dollars? And so this is an agreement to sell New York, Illinois, and Massachusetts assets, and a major step towards closing Cresco Labs acquisition of Columbia Care. Because when Cresco purchased Columbia Care, it went over the license limits in many jurisdictions, Illinois mm. being one of them. And that's one of the reasons why they have to do this divestiture of assets, which is somewhat hilarious in the sense that uh, not only do we have possession limits in cannabis, we also have license limits in cannabis. Yeah. And so you can only own so many of the cannabis licenses. And when they merged with uh, Columbia Care, or as they get close to merging with Columbia Care, that has not yet closed, yeah. then uh, they went over the line. And so like, this is just ridiculous. This has happened in Illinois. There's another guy who also went over the line uh, with the number of dispensaries that he has, and he hasn't divested himself yet. And so they'll allow you to have more than you're supposed to have. They'll just then require you to sell them, but oh, they won't take sure. them from you. They'll say, go sell that. Well, that's like fairness, right? But you know, the supposedly fairness, but the, uh, the noise that I've heard, like people aren't, cause it's being touted as the first black MSO, right? Own MSO. And, uh, mm -hmm. it's just people aren't impressed by this. Like equity's not there, right? This is like almost like saying, look, everything's fair. Now you got this, you know, one guy, you know, one guy with $185 million goes ahead and he bought a whole bunch of cannabis licenses in, you know, Illinois, Massachusetts, and New York. Yeah, his name's Sean Diddy Combs. You mean everybody's not Sean Diddy Combs? I'm right. Sean, I'm Sean. I mean, it just, it still hasn't, like, the day New Jersey Weed Man, I think, becomes an MSO, which will be interesting, or maybe. I thought New Jersey Weed Man is an MSO. Of course, uh, a lot of his, um, a lot of his operations are unlicensed. You know, I'm assuming that uh, he's doing business in more than one state. It's just that he doesn't have a license to do the business. I think he has a primary location, though. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, he's the Kentucky weed man. I think he stayed with that name, that, you know, because he, he is probably he's, the he's been in Miami. And so, like, if we, yeah. I follow him on uh, Instagram and you just see him like Miami uh, all the time. So, I mean, he's the NJ weed man of Miami. Well, he also has a club there too. So, I mean, like, isn't that how it works, right? You have something that is the taxable thing. <laughs> you know yeah. We got some international news too. International news of the week in cannabis. Let's go. What do we got in the international department? We have. Czech Republic Czech plans Republic. to legalize cannabis in coordination in coordination with Germany. I didn't catch that part. Mm, wow. Yes. And so uh, cannabis legalization is spreading across Europe from Germany to the Czech Republic. It's going to embark on their legalization journey, aiming to harmonize legislation in Berlin. Czech coalition government is drafting a bill as we speak uh, to regulate this new cannabis industry in Europe. And it's expected to be presented in uh, March of 2023, while full legalization may be entered into effect by January 2024. They're legalizing it like they did in Virginia. It's you legal, kind of. Well, it's kind of like medical, right? It's always just a, an affirmative defense or whatever, but... I, you know, the, the history of prohibition is crazy. Uh, the other day I posted, uh, uh, like for United States, you know, the conspiracy guy it was like me, uh, posting, uh, uh or talking about the origins of pr uh, prohibition. And uh, I didn't realize like parts of Europe and even Mexico, 
uh, uh, banned it before uh, America did, right? Like I thought 1911 was the, but it was the United Nations bill that they signed that when when America uh, initiated it. But like Mexico, it banned it. It used to be Spain, right? The hemp from Spain. It wasn't indigenous to Mexico. I thought it was, but it wasn't. And it was the natives that turned it into like the the, the cannabis they know today. Uh, you know, they're growing it and, and, and tailoring it. But uh, 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 I'm interested to see like Europe's going to actually legalize it first because they were the ones that kind of helped instigate prohibition first. Right. There's always been this fear mongering of having a good time. I guess, you know, like there's always been fun police. I don't I don't know the answers to like why we're going to stay out as we are. Yeah, I understand that they might have thought it was bad for them. But then they also probably thought, I don't like the people that do it. And so mm. a lot of it was probably uh, bigoted racism. Right. As opposed to like, you know, egalitarian racism. Or or, or like a classism, right? Like the worker is, is always the one that is able, like I, it's weird to me that like the workers drug testing, right? We're going to, we're going to catch you for being like a, 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 a an able body human being that can coordinate tasks, but yet you're good at it and you pop on a piss test. That means we caught the bad worker. It's, it, it, there's no, you know, what do you call it? Uh, 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 two things don't equal out. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, two wrongs don't make a right. Well, not two. But uh, a parody. i to find the bust in Spain that Levi Toker is reporting on. A bust? I don't it's... know. My 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 computer's uh, thing has gone to sleep. So I have to wake <laughs> up the keyboard. See, that's how the bears lose, dude. Yeah, the bears lost. The bears will always lose, Lebowski. You hear that? Bears always lose. What ever happened to them, dude? They used to be so good. Oh, yeah. it's uh, It was from just a day ago. Yeah, the Bears used to be good in 1986. Come on. Um, let's go to the Google report. Google is actually reporting that Spanish seized the largest amount of marijuana worth 56 million pounds, which, of course, has never been closer to a dollar, but I still think it's a little bit more than a dollar. Uh, and then so it's 56 million euro, uh, euros. No, 56 million pounds is 64 million euros, which is therefore also 64 million dollars because the euro and the dollar have inverted a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and so that was in Spain, the largest amount ever found. 64 million bucks worth, 32 tons of packed cannabis. There were nine men arrested, 11 women uh, aged between 20 and 59. That's what they did. They nope. arrested them instead of actually having like a regulated industry where they recognized that they were able to sell uh, how many? 32 tons of cannabis. They say a cannabis is worth between 2,300 euros and 2,500 euros a kilogram, which is actually kind of light because that means that you're talking about only a $1,200 pound because a kilogram, of course, is 1,000 grams. That's right. That's how metric works. But uh, a pound is 454 grams. And so uh, $1,200 a pound, that's some fairly cheap wholesale price right there. Well, I'd like to point out, too, that the, the prices are kind of inflated, right? Like, uh, it's not a real price because with legalization, that's where you get the real, like, this is how much it costs for a pound, right? Right now, you're, you're, you're paying the bullshit tax of, like, I might go to jail for your ass. Like, that's what you're paying. You're paying for the, the middleman markup. Hey, but it is that magical hour time if you're on the East Coast. Oh, hang on. Is it 20 past the hour already? It has been. And so with that, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after it's 420 somewhere. I'll hit that one. <laughs> 
Oh, hey, everybody. Uh, one of the things that I do for a living is help people get cannabis licenses. In 2022, we got cannabis licenses in New York. Uh, no, we didn't get one in New York because nobody did. Uh, you already had to have a hemp license. We got them in New Jersey, New Mexico, Connecticut, and a couple more in Illinois. And this is what we learned. And you can learn it, too, for free over at Cannabis Consulting Online, our cannabis application mastermind. You can go ahead and take that and you'll get access to it. Actually, it has this new chat feature, too. Uh, this is the Cannabis application mastermind and i kind of walk you through what you get uh mostly it is like a couple of courses and you know here's one of the courses about the actual application mastermind and we go through all the things you typically see in a cannabis license application and then i also do a little one on how you can actually write these applications uh i actually was writing them along with you and so when i was making that last year i would think i was writing the one of the new jersey apps hmm. they both won but then like Course. But that, and that's at uh, cannabisindustrylawyer.com, right? Nope. Uh, that one is our new site, Cannabis Consulting Online. But oh. you can hit it from cannabisindustrylawyer.com. So if you go over to that and fill out our type form or just subscribe to our newsletter, then we send you the Cannabis Consulting Online stuff. Nice. So uh, coming from our friends at Marijuana Moment, uh, Legal marijuana access tied to lower risk of lung injuries from contaminated vape studying in Kate's or shake that bumper. No shit, Sherlock. No shit, Sherlock and no shit, Sherlock news. Uh, regulation for safety and purity works. No shit. Well, you know, during the no, I can't already did uh, during the uh, uh, vape gate when when people were like freaking out it kind of showed the more importance of why uh, uh, prohibition had been bad, so bad for the consumer, right? Cause none of that people who, who had the popcorn log and died and had the horrible stuff was from uh, uh, the regulated markets, right? It was all this online people buying from like uh, the, what do you call it? The dark web and stuff like that, you know, using the BitTorrents and the what chaps mm -hmm. and all that stuff, not from a store with a, you know, with traceability and whatnot. Right. But uh, that's what they're doing, man. That's what they're doing. I think they're doing a grow up. How would I do that? So, like, that'd be different, though, right? Because they're going to be doing like a, a medical grow up, I'd imagine, right? You can't do a. Or, are is there recreational grow ups? Like, LLCs? Uh, you should. They they should always be recreational, and they should always be medical. They should always be licensed. Let's say that. Always comply with the law, and while you're always complying with the law, go on over to cannabisconsulting.online, and that's where you can sign up for the mastermind. And then that's how I would tell you to get a nice. cannabis license and then from there you can start working with me but that's our our free giveaway that we have for some information and then people usually realize that wait you want me to write how many pages and when is this due can you do it and then yes the answer to that is yes and then so we do it for them well and that's what business is all about it's all about paperwork right because someone as someone who's been working in quality for 10 years you know being an adherence to a lot of things is all it's about Right. And the, the thing is, you're paying me because of my knowledge of like still doing it. Like, I'm going to let you go hang out on the beach and, and do whatever it is you're going to do. But just pay me X amount and I'll take care of the, the dirty work, which is the, the paperwork. That's right. And then uh, while you're there, you can also just go over to our the business plan is really the best one, because if everybody needs money, 
very often. Like I, it's very rare that you find somebody who's just sitting on seven figures and it's burning a hole in his pocket and they want to know what to do with it. Mostly people need a great financial deck uh, that makes a lot of sense so that you can see the net present value of the discounted cash flow that is your cannabis license. And so that's really uh, what we build and make. And then from there, then you understand what the equities in your company is worth and you can actually make a, a reasonable sale on it. Most people are just like, I want this much for that. I mean, they have no rhyme or reason to like what they're usually saying. It's it's a little cute and hilarious, but it's also scary that that's how most people do business. Well, I think you got to think of if you're going to get into the cannabis industry. It's kind of like how are you, you going to raise funds for a restaurant? Either way, you know, someone with experience and, and knowledge of in, in networking is part of it, right? You don't, I mean, it's not like you could just show up to uh, uh what, like one of these venture capitalists, like cannabis places that uh, always invest in, you know, the cannabis industry and just be like, I like money and I'll make you money. But uh, right. how, how are you going to do that? <laughs> well, I mean, even with a restaurant, uh, discounted cash flows are just a valuation method that they usually they don't even teach this. You have to go to like advanced college. Maybe they teach it to you in college if you're in a finance major. Hopefully they do. If not, then you'd have to go to like get your MBA and then you'd probably get educated on it then. Uh, or if you're going to become like a CFO. And so we, we have a CFO that we work with now and he's really good at the financial models. And so I, I recommend that to pretty much everybody, even when they do have a license. Somebody will call from New Jersey, for example. Uh, our Jersey applications won. We had another winner or two last week. Nice. But um, then they now they have this asset being a license, but they don't know how much it's worth. They don't know how they're going to go get that money and then find that real estate and open uh, the for business. So it's there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are woefully undercapitalized in the cannabis industry. Well, Probably it, any. So. But also from the, the, the lawyer perspective, I think the, another reason to go to you. Another reason for it is like the the experience. So I got a story coming up right here that you you kind of predicted. So like oh, yeah. in the beginning of our channels, like we you know we we try and like do like how to questions or answer questions. But you remember when you talked about seeds and, and shipping yes. seeds? Yes, like seeds on the internet and. Um... Why are there so many seeds on the internet? That's one of those videos that we should update, but I just learned some stuff about YouTube. So that should really help the channel get um, back to growth. However, it does mean that most of our videos are gonna be deleted, unless you're a member. So why should you join uh, the channel? Then you can have all our videos. Uh, yeah. But then like evidently, and so check this out, next time you're watching one of your favorite YouTube channels, uh, see how many videos they have. I bet it's probably uh, 200 at the most. And so uh, people go through their channels and then they just mute or like unlist most of their videos. And that allows you to get more engagement for something. It's, it's something to do with the algorithm. We haven't started doing it yet, but when I start doing like these 10 part series, you'll know why. And because that's how the YouTube algorithm works, they're trying to exploit you. Don't forget to always be watching YouTube. Well, that's the thing. That's, I mean, all these apps and everything uh, uh you are drying your eyeballs that's all they want right so mm -hmm. we want to be more friendly to people i mean if if it'd be cool like to to do this every day but so yeah you talked about uh seeds were sellable under like a novelty item but the dea's just come out and saying they acknowledge that canvas seeds are legal to sell so yep. what does that mean 
uh, it means that seeds are technically hemp. And as they are technically hemp, they are completely legal for interstate commerce. And that is what it means. Uh, seeds and like I just flipped this huge GDP to flour uh, because we wanted to bush it out to make some clones. And I did that and it was nice. It finally mm. worked. But uh, the the thing is that there's just no THC in those clones there's no thc in your seedlings there's no thc in the and males i think do have some but they have substantially less than yeah. the females do so now that we've flipped that one to flower it's still probably technically hemp uh however after another week uh, as those buds start to develop like the uh, skittles autoflower that we have that one is totally not uh hemp anymore unless it gets better because you're going to start seeing THCA flower. And that was another one of the videos that I did three years mm. ago was about how, oh, wow, look at this, this testing label for this eighth that I bought back then. It said that it was um, like 28% THCA and 0.2% Delta 9 THC. Uh, it must have been very, very babied as a flower and kept away from light. And none of the THC a has degraded into the uh, THC, but even your high quality, like the vast majority of the cannabinoid in this uh, autumn flower of Skittles has to be THCA uh, because that's how it works. That's why you light it on fire. That's why you bake it when you decarb it because right, right. that chemistry, uh, our laws regulating the cannabis plant don't even comply with basic chemistry. And they, they have right. no idea what the cannabis plant's doing. It's like, oh, it's making the THC, isn't it? Kind of. Not the one that you've prohibited, but, you know, kind of. Well, again, we we, we, we have a 0.3% to go to jail or not right now. Like, that's a dumb uh, 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 regulation, right? We, we've overregulated this goddamn plant. But um, I, I think, so what do you think about this new, will, will there be like new seed markets? Can we do like YouTube well, videos about seed selling markets. seeds? Yeah. Yeah, like, like we just, I just, I should probably pull that thing up that we are on Homegrow Seed Co. Uh, as one of their Ask the Experts. I need to, yeah. I, I was sharing that, didn't I? Did I show you that? No. Oh, crap. Let me go find this link uh, because it's it's Kyle Cushman's um, uh, the seed company. And so them and some of the other ones, I have no idea where it is. Well, we talked okay. about it, but uh, we never, I've never seen the link or anything. But like, this is now allow for like uh, seed videos like like uh channels uh, they have right? a bigger youtube channel than we do they do yeah um, but it's i don't know i don't know and this is it's this somewhere on here is me uh i don't know where somewhere so i can i'll just have to search it uh howard let's see if we can get a howard strand nope we can't and so it was under the ask the experts or something like that mm. i class grow your own yeah that's the problem i don't uh i am not good at marketing uh, I'm just not. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we both kind of are in our own pace when it comes to any of this shit. So, but uh, you know who's not uh, uh, bad at marketing? Well, I don't know. This is a weird story uh, with New Jersey. Hmm. Ready? Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, get it working. Marijuana companies and New Jersey governor team up to urge consumers to buy legal. So. <laughs> buy legal stop buying from the weed man come down to his <laughs> license shop and buy from the weed man I, I i don't know how to feel about this right like the government the, the they're, they're urging you to go to their stores and, and, and consume and it's kind of like i guess like in uh japan they're urging the kids to buy sake because i guess sake was going out at one time like 
inventory wise. But yeah, go get drunk, buy some sake. I just so let's see. Uh, have you dug into this one at all? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, the USS Cannabis is leading the bi-legal effort, which was announced on Thursday in New Orleans at the Black Cannabis Expo. Why was it announced there? Why don't you do it in Jersey? Uh, uh, marijuana companies, including Canopy Growth, Columbia Care, Cresco Labs, Kronos, all the fucking big players. Oh, and then Pax, Viola, Juana. Those are some legacy brands. You know, it's, at, that's the thing about cannabis, right? You have origin stories of like... Um, people who, who who grew the plant and, and and that whole like culture thing but then you got the goddamn crescos and canopy gross and columbia cares like they're gonna ha- they're the walmarts like they're already here it's already there you know just like the tobacco people free you know people afraid of tobacco they're already here <laughs> you know it's just about they are. how you they're create it out. out seriously though so this will be interesting though just to see so there's a whole uh twitter we buy legal I mean, yep. but here's the uh, okay. So I finally found it, and here's the the skinny on the cannabis seeds. How the DEA said that they're legal mm-hmm. because they are they're hemp, and and so everybody's kind of jumped into it, and they this was that meet the expert, and so it must be a okay. different directory. And so like grow your own with Kyle Cushman is one of the directories on this, and so another one is cheap cannabis seeds, uh, and then that's why because this these guys spend so much money on creating this business where they oh, can nice. go and, and buy all these cannabis seeds. And, you know, again, this is for hemp. We aren't telling them where to go. We're just saying, check them out because yeah, yeah. comply with the terms of service, everybody. Well, we're in your state and all the other stuff, like whatever state, you, yeah. I mean, but that's why they're selling them because they're hemp. But technically what we're talking about is still legal. Like no matter what, you know, right. we're not telling you to plant it. It kind of like when they would sell you uh, fermented grapes when during prohibition, they would sell you fermented grapes. That's the other thing. I love the chutzpah of America and humans in general because it's like you know what we're gonna do. We are gonna oh, we're just gonna criminalize nature. We're just gonna say this is illegal and we're gonna throw it out. And anybody who does it, they're fucked. We're gonna throw them in jail. We're gonna fine them a whole bunch of money. And we're gonna convict them and brand a big A in their head uh, and then just just throw them away. It'll show them. Uh, they just did that against like a plant. And then they also did it against alcohol in the sense that if you have some grapes and you squish them, there is bacteria everywhere. And so fermentation will just start happening. Uh, and as a result that you would say that we're going to just ban this. It's, it's such 20th century thinking. You know? We have to have only on or off switches, nothing in between. That's the thing, though, right? Like, even, like, you know, after cannabis prohibitions ended, what, what's the next, you know, I, like, there's all these, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you call it, uh, um, crimes that don't have a, a victim, victimless crimes. Victimless God. crimes? Yeah. Yeah, like, like, like prostitution, you know, like sex work. Like, that should be another one that should be allowed, right? Like, you know, is you a safety or a refund? That would be the one thing. How do you send back sex? I mean, it's not like soup well, at, a, at a store. Yeah. I think the promises made agreement would be like a thing part of it, right? I mean, we're talking, there's another avenue of legality for you. <laughs> yeah. But hey, so uh, Origins of Prohibition, man. Uh, did DuPont, DuPont family catalyzed cannabis prohibition coming sure. from Emerald Magazine. Yeah, this is a, an old wives' tale. Hey, why don't you hit that accept about the cookies down there so we can see a little bit more of it? Uh, and so that's that's interesting. Yeah, uh, this has been 
as long as I've researched the cannabis laws, this aspect of it has been in there that the DuPont family played some type of role in it, mm -hmm. mostly because they had invested. I want to say, oh, there it is, because in Jack Herrer, the emperor wears oh, yeah. no clothes. He put it in there saying that they wanted to demonize the hemp industry in the 1930s because they didn't want hemp as a fiber to compete with their uh, chemical infused paper mills that they had made. That's what I think the DuPont uh, angle was. I don't know how accurate it is, but well, and also reported on it. Uh, you know, further in the next paragraph, uh, I had to do with cellophane too, because DuPont does multi chemicals. It's not just uh, uh, right. uh, one or clothing, but also uh, uh, you know petroleum based items. So they understood the hemp fiber was something that you know was made of plant oils, you know, organic stuff. Uh, but you know, did you ever see grass? The, that was um, yeah the Woody Harrison do yeah. uh, documentary from about 2009. The great thing about cannabis documentaries is they come out about every three or four years, and they say essentially the exact same thing. And you learn how bullshit the cannabis laws are, and oh, then yeah. nothing happens except in another three or four years. There's going to be another really cool cannabis documentary that comes out. Like the, you go back to 2006, and you had like the Union, and then oh, like yes. go to 2009, you have Grass. And then, like, I think they even just they did Grass is Greener or something on Netflix. Like, yeah, last that was a great year. one. So, you know, it, they just keep coming out. So wait another couple of years and there'll be another really cool cannabis documentary and maybe it'll still be illegal. Well, and, and that's what it came out with, with Grass. They talk about the DuPont controversy, but they also they, they blend in other like when it comes to like the origins of prohibition, it's a multi-layered, you know, there's not one person you can oh, yeah. point at. It's a big shit stand uh, sandwich. Yes. I mean, like all certain levels and layers of it. All of it. Anslinger. Anslinger. Uh, people that just hate Mexicans. Those right. people are in there. Yeah. Jazz. Blacks. I mean, like there's a whole oh. gamut of bullshit that doesn't, like, again. It's how served we, nobody. Yeah, it's actually done, been a hindrance to our nation, right? Like right. to America, you know. I don't give a fuck about the Duponts and chemicals. Do you realize how much you set humanity back if that's what happened? Uh, that you could have built a car out of hemp, like you know Henry ha Ford did, uh, and that was eighty years ago. Well, actually, it was seventy years ago. It was nineteen forty-one, but still, you know, it was almost eighty years. And then, where would we be? with the hemp technology whose research still has not been done 70 years later. Uh, just... We could have had so much better yeah. uses of uh, plastics and fibers and building materials. Yeah. Nope. Not just the tech though, but also the, the, the lives, the families, right? Like how many families have been broken up, you know, children taken away, parents taken away, uh, uh, the option of wellness for this plant that can help because you have an endocannabinoid system, right? Like there's but so many people take uh, how many herbal supplements do humans in America throw down their throat every year? Exactly. See, they got to agree with you. Hemp batteries will make uh, lithium obsolete. Lithium obsolete. Yep. Hemp batteries would be great. Graphene batteries made from hemp with uh, photoelectric uh, panels also made from hemp graphene. That is the future that we're working for, everybody. Yeah. Believe in it. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. Oh, there's some more shit that we weren't expecting, though. This one is uh, this is this is using the shit I wasn't expecting bumper, ironically, because you could kind of see this coming. Nigga, you got this one. I'm gonna go get us. Uh, oh shoot! What one are you gonna line up, man? <laughs> I got the uh, the dentist one. Is that what you thinking? Ah, that's the one I wasn't expecting. 
Well, I need to get, and maybe that's what I'll do when I, because I'm selling this place. Like I'm bad news, everybody. I'm selling the studio, uh, and I'm moving into a different office. But I'll have to have like a drink dispenser within. Your, I have to walk like feet to go get myself something to drink. Uh, but no, it was the. Uh, do you have that one up? The the one about cookies and, oh, and yeah, Chris I got that one up. Let's do it. Yeah, New York's 200 million cannabis fund. Weber and Willis may hold serious conflicts of interest. So, no shit. I mean, when it comes to this regulation of the plant, there's so many people grabbing dollars, you know, for it. So, let's see. The New York Cannabis Insider has learned that two high-profile individuals selected to manage a $200 million state cannabis fund. Jesus. May hold significant. Why? Where did that fund money come from? Uh, of interest that could place New York's social equity focus rollout in precarious ethical waters. Um, but still, I got a question where this money come from, but okay. Uh, the Governor Hucho uh, announced NBA Hall of Famer uh, Chris Weber and entrepreneur Levette Willis were selected as part of the team to manage the Social Equity Cannabis Investment Fund, which pay, which will pay for the build-out of New York's first 150 retail dispensaries. I don't get that. How is that going to, I mean, like, is it going to help people with loans? But let's go on. Uh, what's gone unmentioned by state officials, however, is that Weber and Willis have strong financial ties to the major global cannabis brand Cookies, ah, including partnership with Weber Willis and Cookies U on a 50 million cannabis training fa- facility in Detroit. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. Sad, that's a big MSO right there, Cookies, man. Uh, so yeah, what's your take, bro? On uh, uh, policy makers, uh, uh, with a, a, a but like, I think the problem only, only lies. If they, in the process of making rules, say, you know, like what would be the, they'd have to like select a special rule for the cookies brand when they can't, right? Because the rules going to be sweeping unless it'd be like a, a financial area barrier entry. That's something that only, you know, that's a flex, right? Like only you with a hundred million dollars can come in or whatever. I just. Right. It, it, it's all a flex. And I'm shocked that they get. 200 million uh, dollars together and only 150 people that are going to be eligible for one of these yeah. dispensing licenses. And then the, there's collusion. I'm shocked. You know, yeah. I can't believe that would happen. It's almost as bad as what DuPont did to the uh, hemp plant back in the thirties, allegedly. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you do limited licenses. You're going to get corruption. All these people that are afraid of competition because proper legalization is not going to be like you said, limited licenses or 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 or, or, or amount quality, you know limits. Like it's not a, you know, this is stupid games that we're playing, wasting time. Yep, I tell you, hey, hey, why don't you go be in charge of something? Okay, uh, can can I be in charge of this thing that I'm supposed to be helping you for? But then how do I do that if I own stock and cookies or whatever the relationship is that he has? Wibber and Wellis are tasked with raising funds for dispensaries that will compete with their own financial interests if cookies gets a retail license in New York. I mean, they are going to get one, but, you know, and again, who's getting these licenses? It's supposed to be the first, what, hemp farmers, right? Inequity. The hemp farmers already got theirs. So the crop, it's November, so the crop's probably in unless they're doing light depths. and then, you know, you have to sell it. And then these 150 stores that are going to go to, like they said, it's a lottery. We'll see. 900 people applied to be that 150 people. Yeah. And then they're going to just build you a dispensary, like a $1.5 million dispensary. You're like, here you go, sir. Here's the keys. You know, because that's what happens. Like, you know, if you're ever given something, you, you really just take 
the best care of it. Like, especially if you worked really hard to get it as opposed to you're just given it, you know? Well, I mean, I'm not so concerned about that, but I'm curious if this money, say like they give the person, like you said, a 1.5 million store. First off, the state is creating the locations already, right? They're saying it has mm-hmm. to be here. You know, there's no games of like options of like, oh, I find this market over here. You know, where is the state going to put these stores at? You know, is it going to be accessible for like majority population? Are they going to be like here in Washington State with the medical? When medical was a thing, all these uh, dispensaries, they all popped up in the shitty neighborhoods, you know, because of zoning laws and all the other shit. But it actually improved the areas because it brought in people with money that were willing to spend it on, 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 on their smoke. And then while they're there, they're stopping at the restaurants and other stuff in the area. So mm-hmm. the, the concept that, you know, cannabis is drawing this negative crowd is, again, part of the stigma, the prohibition, you know, bullshit. It's all this uh, people who are afraid of, like, what is it, that CRT training, right? Like, their lessons, like learning about history. You know, and acknowledging that things are fucked up. You know, like why, why, why do you have anxiety? Like, I get it. We all, you know, about like origin stories. Like, it's not so bad as it was, but we need to be better. Yeah. Well, people don't like being better. People like watching uh, the Kardashians and eating bacon and um, trying to avoid uh, any type of pain whatsoever. Uh, and so that's that's kind of the problem. I mean, and when people are like that, you're not going to get the best. Uh, I don't know how the two hundred million dollars of this fund is going to work out. I don't think it's going to work out well, mostly because, like, again, there's more uh, charities per capita in anywhere else is in Haiti and Haiti's still shithole. Uh, so if charity really worked, uh, wouldn't Haiti be like excellent? You know, no, you're, you're so uh, callous, dude. <laughs> you know, I'm extremely callous. And that's the thing. But then like. I've been in the cannabis industry in Illinois for a few years. You either have it or good luck getting it. Yeah. I mean, that's the unfortunate part though, about this whole, like in every, we have 50 States, 55 thems of regulation and division, you know, like it's not, you know, we're like beer, you know, the, the beer rules are all the same except for, you know, there were still 21 and over in every state. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, you know, that's what we're looking at parody and, and, and to achieve that, it's, it's, it's really ridiculous, you know, uh, uh, that we're still fighting it. And, and then to top it off, we got the data showing that more Americans are smoking in legal states than other countries. I got some uh, shit. I wasn't expecting news. Oh, good. Coming from a dental website. American mm-hmm. Dental Association. Half of dentists say patients are high at dental appointments. So hey guys, are you getting high before you go to your dentist appointment? Uh, leave it in the comments because we'd want to hear that. If you've ever gone to the dentist high, share your anecdote down there. I do everything high though, man. I don't understand. The only thing I don't do high is job interviews. <laughs> well, that's just because you already have a job, so you don't need to do an interview. Well, but I mean, but yeah. So, uh, uh, see, 19 states in the District of Columbia with five more states and voting in this ballot. Oh, can't wait. Five more states. So uh, yep. Tune in Sunday's show. We're going to go over the new five states. We'll probably just break it up and go over each one of the things because then I can use that to recycle the content and we can go over each one of the new laws. And then those are going to hit, you know, where they'll hit cannabisindustrylawyer.com. So I'll have to do more content on those five states after Tuesday. So they're saying uh, 52% of people coming in or, or, or the dentists are saying are 
high. The survey of dentists found 56% reporting limiting treatment to patients who are high because of marijuana anesthesia. So watch out, folks. If you got to do yep. some surgery and shit, um, don't let them know. <laughs> I mean, or, or just don't do it. I mean, it's not a, we're not medical people here, but if you're being denied care, that's, that sucks, right? Just like people are being denied uh, transplants, even though the science doesn't even say either or, right? There's no consistency to any of this. You know, the fact that you have an anti-cannabinoid system, would they give you care if you were drunk? If you walked in a little, a little intoxicated, would be like, all right, here, we'll just throw on this on you still. Like, no, we'll see about that. But I do like how they have this doctor who, um, Quotes them. Marijuana can lead to increased anxiety, paranoia, and hyperactivity, which could make the visit more stressful. And I would be like, wow, are you saying that uh, cannabis can make you hyphy? Uh, but, you know, probably not. This guy's, you know, out of Chicago. He's probably never heard the word hyphy. Uh, plus, the best treatment options are always ones that dentists and a patient decide on together. A clear head is essential for that. Now, I'm not sure if that's the, the dentist is upset that you didn't ask him before you did cannabis it's right. for your periodontal disease, or oh, but know. they got they got more uh, uh, sage advice because it says the uh, active ingredient in marijuana uh, THC makes you hungry, and people don't always make healthy food choices under its influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck off. Right, and uh, this is the same doctor, Doctor Courtly or Cordy, uh, Q U A R T E Y. So Cordy. Uh, said, medically speaking, munchies are real. <laughs> so fucking dumb. I mean, it's kind of a pointless article, of blah, blah, blah. But the only thing that really obsesses is like people are being denied care, right? Like people are naturally doing cannabis in America. Like it's just a thing. It's not a, like alcohol or cigarettes. I wonder if people are denied care for smoking, right? Like, like smelling like cigarettes. Like what level? Are we going to judge someone's lively, you know, income? Because it's all again personal responsibility. Being like, you made this choice. Do you want the anesthesia and go through the root canal uh, 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 awake, or do you want to be put under? I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, I think that's what it was. I think Doctor Cordy was just kind of upset that doctors have kind of gotten left out of the conversation about cannabis. If we ask, it's because we're here to help you keep you in the best health we can, Dr. Cordy says. If you use it medicinally, we can work with your prescribing physician as part of your personal health care team. You see, that's what it is. Dentists want to be doctors, and they're very <laughs> upset that you have not seen them lately. Have you been flossing? It's good for your heart. Mm. But that's the thing, though. I mean, honestly, though, uh, for like, I guess the transplants and shit like that, because anesthesia is still not a, an exact science, right? Like you're trying to gauge someone's pulse and all the things going on. And maybe it's an anxiety thing going like there's one more thing to think about. But then again, if that's a person's existence, right? Like as a cannabis consumer, um, if I was supposed to be like out of it, out of my system, uh, it'll take me like a, a being a little chunky monkey. And as much as I smoke, it'll take a couple months. It'll take a month or two. Like like my 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 youngest is going to be going into military, and uh, uh, they've I like look just quit now, quit now, and 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 don't have that rigmarole of like bullshit because it's just more paperwork in the end, and you know you just want to get it over. But two weeks, you got out of the system, done, you know. So uh, two weeks to get out of the system. Yeah, for that guy, for someone who's skinny and and, and a healthy uh, uh, body, uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, so did you hear about uh, October Oregon's prices for October? No, that's that's. Uh, should we do? Um, oh, you want to do AMAs? 
I, I wanted to do name that strain. I don't think we've done name that strain yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we have not. Let me just make sure the strain's on up there, and I think it is. Oh, yeah. There we go. Wait. Wait. Is that the name that strain? Because the name that strain that I'm seeing here is completely different than the name that strain that's been loaded up there. Uh, and, oh. and so that this is the strain that we have in the loader. But the strain in the loader has a different name than the strain that's in the um, show notes. Oh, yeah, it does. Shit. Yeah. Somebody was smoking weed. Somebody was smoking weed when they wrote the show notes. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what to believe no more. Yep. <laughs> hey, uh, somebody sent me this video uh, uh, for drug policy. Uh, okay. One pretty and good we, video. Uh, the, we now know that this this is the name that strain. So okay, let's, uh, let's play that name that strain. You, it, it's, it's it's named the strain's name is not what the strain the picture's name is. It's time to guess a strain of cannabis based on look alone, because as much as YouTube would like, they have not mastered smell-o-vision. Uh, and that's okay, but uh, it would be better if this channel would be way better, because cannabis smells good. And I'm sure this one does, yeah. too. Uh, it has a fruit in its name. That is the hint on this one. Uh, one of the words on this is a fruit. Okay. Yep. It's very uh, uh, orange. I love how the oh. hues and... Uh, yep, hand trim, perhaps. Oh, I'd say so. I, I mean, look, you can see like the sugar leaf or uh, some of the you can underneath the bract on the left side, you can kind of see a tiny little bit of leaf, but it's been trimmed all the way up there really nice into the bud. So it has been well trimmed. Is anybody getting that? Oh, come on. Oh, that one's a pretty close one. But no, it is not the mangoes. It's also not dragon fruit. Uh, this one's kind of close. That is actually Ooh. really, really close because the word orange is in there. But uh, I don't believe that it is Agent Orange, but the word orange is in there. What if it's an ancestor? And Liam has just an orange bud, so that might also so get close. dangerously close. And that might be one of the reasons why I think, uh, I think we can give that to him. I think it is orange bud, uh, kind of, because let's go ahead and share... According to Leafly, this is called California Orange, a.k.a. Cali Orange, a.k.a. Um, orange Bud is one of their COB, Californian Orange, mm. Cali-O, Cali Orange Bud. This is an old school hybrid ma marijuana strain. goes mm. all the way back to at least 1980, and therefore that's a lot of mystery around it. More nicknames for California Orange include Calio, Cali Orange, uh, COB. It's available from Dutch Passion as California Orange in feminized seed form. And so Dutch Passion, I'm assuming that's coming out of the Dutch. Amsterdam. Mm. There are so many strains out there. 50-50 hmm? hybrid. And so it's uh, sativa crossed with an indica. Neat. I never even heard of it, but there's so many strains out there. Do you, do you think, um, <clears throat> I heard somebody, uh, like a conversation, I don't, I don't know if it was last week or somebody else, but talking about legalization that perhaps the strains will not be in variety as they are now, right? Like uh, with a regulated market, it's not like you get a variety of tobacco seeds out there. Well, um, no, I think the genetics will be safe, but the, the genetics are just, it's like flavor profiles and stuff. Yeah. And, and like I went to an apple orchard this year and there was new apples. Uh, and so that's kind of cool. Like they, they're, they're crossing Honeycrisp with things hmm. now. 
Nice. And it'll just continue. And so that's that, that's not any different than anything else. And so I think it'll be more flavor based. And, and so strains like this or several other ones, I think those are always going to kind of be there. But then, um, you know, there, there even has to be like variation when you go back to land races. And so like just yeah. because we go to that one Hindu Kush area or wherever it is in Kyrgyzstan, like the Hue Valley or something like that there where they have a lot. And you pick each one of those uh, plants. There still has to be differences between them, you know. Yeah, and I, and I guess like a, a, a business is always going to try and create the new, new, you know, flavor, right? Like they're already trying to create the new Dorito or whatever it is. You know, I'm, I imagine there's probably some farming experiments because they're going to try and meet a consumer demand for a certain terpene mercing or whatever it is that they're, you know, is the thing, right? Right now, it's just highest THC. That's all people know. Yeah, you know? I mean, I got the silliest, uh, uh, not this one per se, but uh, and that's the thing, too. Like, it, it's a shame. I think growers will do themselves a disservice if they use shitty lab testing because uh, there's this one grow that we have out here that's a good flower, but it was 47% said on, on, on well, uh, that was that lawsuit from last week that we reported on from California where uh, a cannabis operator got sued for uh, false advertising for saying that it tested at 40 percent and they had it tested and it was actually like 25 percent, you know? Yeah. No, it just, you know, I think you, if you think you're trying to seek the highest numbers, the consumer still is going to be about like flavor and the, the high and experience. You know, it's, it's, it comes down to your name, you know, as long as we're regionalized the way we are. You know, you don't have a chance to experience my Washington State brands, and I don't have a chance to experience your uh, overpriced Illinois brands. Well, and then they, they, they take the same stock and they cross it all up, and then they name it whatever they want, and then you you don't get the opportunity to have the because when it was illegal, it, you still had like an interstate market, so everybody yeah. would still be wanting that Northern Lights number one, or can like, and so because of that you'd be able to access it. And so to a certain extent, now that uh, hemp seeds are, I'm sorry, (laughs) all seeds are hemp because all seeds are hemp, that can just really make it more accessible for your average person to be able to get any strain that they want. And then if they have the patience to wait about six months, they'll be able to have uh, that strain. And then if they can clone, they'll be able to have that strain whenever they want to go to it, you know? Well, I think it's a lot of people's understanding of the plant too. It's a it's a one shot deal sometimes. Like the the quality, of the, the experience that you just had, uh, you know, all the things went right when it came to that one plant, and now you're gonna have to wait again either six months if someone can, or three months, whatever time it takes them to grow it, uh, uh, the from the clones, mm-hmm. or you know, if somebody else creates something like that, and then even then, that second round might not be the same terpene profile because maybe they the water changed or uh phc balance or you know anything it's an agricultural product can change you know we don't really notice when corn goes bad but i think with cannabis you would be like hmm this one's a little different than that one that i just uh, corn is not corn doesn't have that many volatile terpenes and so like the terpene profile in cannabis is important the terpene profile in corn isn't the moisture content in corn especially the number two yellow corn that's the commodity corn hmm. that's very important they they create the genetics on that plant so that it dries itself to a certain extent while it's before it's harvested and you see the stalks get all uh yellow um yeah it's farm country that i live in and so now we have like the big hail hay bales that that arise after they've plowed up the the corn then all those stalks they can like bale them up so it kind of looks nice it looks like a van gogh to a certain extent 
No, that's yeah. it. Or a Monet. I'm not sure who did the hay bales. I think it was Van Gogh. I could be wrong, though. Oh, I, I couldn't tell you off my head. Uh, want to take a break? Uh, take a break. We can. Do you have any more stories? You still have a story from Oregon? Uh, well, no. I uh, Did I... I thought I already shared it. Did I not share it? Let me see. Let's well, see. let's uh, hit a bumper. We'll do talk to the audience. There we go. Oh, yeah. Hey, audience. It's me, Cannabis Industry Lawyer, Tom Howard. You can find me over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. And uh, it's an online repository for uh, any cannabis questions that you have regarding the legal cannabis use. I'm thinking about doing one about, uh, cause I've never done like cannabis DUI lawyer to try to rank for that. Um, mm. even though I have a fairly powerful cannabis web lawyer website, yeah. I'm thinking about uh, doing one on those because now it's interesting. And it also has to do with hemp. The metabolites that they test for, uh, are not THC Delta nine. And so when the statute is written stupidly by people that don't know what they're talking about, uh, these types of things happen. And so like they have found the presence of the metabolite, but not Delta nine. Mm. So, you know, <laughs> the amount of quibbling that's happening with uh, criminal defense lawyers since the farm bill made uh, everything besides like Delta nine THC hemp uh, is vast. Uh, it's a good time for uh, criminal lawyers that are challenging cannabis DUIs. So with that being said, are people still like, you know, that during that time of defense, are you behind bars? Or are you free? You know what I mean? Uh, usually free uh, unless you, you may be locked up. But there's there's it depends. It depends on the extenuating circumstances, how much you were caught with, like if mm. you were able to make bail, all those types of things. But again, uh, I can set up your corporation and like tell you how much a share of stock is worth and advise you regarding various options that you can use to capitalize your business and operate it in like contracts and shit. I've never, ever done divorces. I've never done workers comp. I've never done uh, personal injury. I've never done criminal defense. So I, I don't get in that area of law. In theory, yeah. could I? Sure. But, but I don't want it. But we just, we just throwing out there is like a, a, a possible defense. You know, you're trying to just be that like, you know, if I was coming to, you know, with, uh, you know, like this is my argument in court, right? Like, right. Because what yeah. they have to prove, they can't. So you're kind of bringing it down to a molecular level, though, at that point, right? Yep. Yep. You're, but then at the same reason, it's you are enforcing the law. And the law says Delta 9. The law doesn't say Delta 8. The law doesn't say Delta 10. The law doesn't say uh, carboxy. The law doesn't say, you know, HHC. The law doesn't say all these other cannabinoids. They just say Delta 9 THC. It doesn't even say THCA. It should. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I think uh, a new definition is in the offing for hemp that's going to try to avoid a lot of these issues that have been caused. But we'll see. I mean, that's what it comes down to is like how we define this this plant and in, 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 in it alters lives and in, in, in production. Right. I would love to uh, have hemp gas or, uh, you know, hemp, you know, plastics. You, you know, there's a recent report that recycling is not really the recycling you think it is right half the plastics being tossed out there's not really being used it's still floating in the ocean out there somewhere so like biodegradable plastic that's doable would be amazing for you know the world <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't look like there's all that many questions, and that's fine because we have coach. been talking for quite a bit more than an hour. Uh, you know, we've gone through all of the stories of the week. The big one, of course, it, well, there's one question that just came in. We'll probably hit that up. But the big story of the week, again, there is a federal marijuana commission that's coming uh, to the Hill. It's now in both houses, and this is the one in the Senate uh, that John Hickenlooper announced. And that, of course, is an acronym like they all are. This one is preparing regulators effectively for a post-prohibition adult use regulated environment act, the Prepare Act, and that would direct the attorney general to commit, create a commission charged with making recommendations on a regulatory system for marijuana that models what's currently in place with alcohol. And the question that came in, where was that? Hmm. Also vote. For the love of God, just vote. Oh, yes. Yeah, Tuesday, don't forget to vote. Somebody had a question, and now I can't find it. And then other people kept the, the, the chat, you know. Yeah, no. Chat moves, man. It right, does. Uh, but, yeah, you know. Like Palmer, yeah. When do you guys think cannabis will be rescheduled? And what would uh, mm. change each tier? And what would each tier change? All right. Uh, I think it's going to be rescheduled in 2024 to, to schedule three before the next election. Um, Mm -hmm. and we'll see on that because schedule three would make, uh, the best of the world for those that already have a cannabis license, like Diddy Combs, like we talked about and Cresco that just bought Columbia care. That's what they want because then it's still extremely regulated in the sense that their little monopolies they have in state are going to be much more difficult to upset. But uh, you can then also get banking, but you can then uh, not have the double tax that happens with uh, the IRC 280E because that only applies to the first two schedules. So if you drop it Mm. to schedule three, it'll be a lot easier for people to get, but still uh, not the hemp thing that happened where now it's just just like if I had a cannabis license. that I won for myself as opposed for like other people, uh, I would then, should I just start the seed company now? Start the seed company and start selling those directly online. Or would the regulator say, hey, what are you doing? We're going to have to take your cannabis license. I don't know. I think you're right though, 100% as far as like, uh, it'll it'll still be on a schedule. Like ideally, I think, you know, take it off and do it like Uruguay, you know, like, you know, legalization for the people and, and, and you know, not mandate these things. But it's very most American, like it's got to protect the, the investors, the people already involved, the stakeholder bullshit. Like, uh, you know, and then the fact that Biden even like issued that mandate, I really do think it could happen, like you said, definitely before uh, you know the election. But also, depending on the, the turnout for this midterm, right, that could steal everything or it could actually, you know, happen like right away. You know, we don't know. We got uh, two days, three days to find out what, what the America is going to be like. And somebody else asked, uh, does Schedule 3 allow interstate commerce? Yeah, uh, it would. But then, like, you kind of have interstate commerce right now in the sense that, uh, the dormant commerce clause is at play. Uh, the C- Controlled Substances Act is regulating interstate commerce. The, sh- the current interstate commerce for cannabis is there ain't none. All of it's prohibited. It won't have that anymore. And then in theory, you could have some federal regulations uh, on the substance. But uh, it would be in Schedule 3, 
And then just like Marinol, so a, a doctor in theory could prescribe it. And then mm. would all weed be medical weed? Would all the states then have uh, medical cannabis? We're going to have a video on Tuesday that we go over all the states where it's totally legal, medical legal, CBD legal, and illegal. Uh, and so tune in on Tuesday for that. But uh, yeah, there would be interstate commerce. However, that doesn't mean what you might think. Uh, it means that uh, if you are selling it in that state, you usually still need to have a license. And all the regulations in that state say all stuff that's sold there has to be grown by a licensed, uh, li you know, a license holder in that state. So you really won't see a lot of interstate commerce. Like right now, I can't go to the store and buy a Rainier beer. Miggy can well, because he lives in Seattle. Wouldn't you see interstate commerce, though, like anything? Um, and again, it's about the state rewriting the rules, right? Like if the state does say, because just like with people being uh, non-residents in the state, get involved financially, you're going to have this, the lawsuits, like you said, right? The dormant clause mm -hmm. asking the states to rewrite the rules to say, um, I'm, you know, interstate is, uh, you know, allowable. Because I really do see, because right now Oregon's taking a hit production you know the article we're gonna i was gonna talk about that i closed out earlier right. but nevada always has not enough you know this tourist mecca you know needs oregon's weed and that would be such an influx of cash to oregon as well so right uh market would stabilize you're yeah. gonna have people that want to uh, export their stuff but that's gonna you're gonna need it to be more like hemp then not a schedule three substance the schedule three substance is still gonna be fairly tightly controlled and regulated. I just don't know then if all states would then have cannabis be legal, but you know, but like, it, again, tightly it, controlled. I mean, you're, you're what just lab testing. I mean, that's what really, and then, you know, before and after lab testing for a plant, I mean, well, how, I mean, everybody's gonna have to have a gun and, and, and lock a key. Cause we're already over the top when it comes to like, uh, I mean, it's kind of is and isn't because, like I said last week, we've seen a rash of robberies here in Washington and pot shops because they're eyeballed as easy targets from, mm -hmm. I think, kids or dumbasses, you know. But uh, eventually that would, you know, settle out and you won't have that threat, right? I would think. But uh, but what is over regulation? You know, it's overtaxed. It's already done that. You know, half the bad stuff's already happening. Mm hmm. Half the stuff is already happening, and there might be some more bad stuff that happens on Tuesday, but it might be good, oh, at least for cannabis. We're going to find out. Uh, and then we'll we'll do our show on Sunday uh, and go over the states and what those state regulations look like. Five states. For, yeah, those five states. Hopefully we have five wins, but we'll see. I know that uh, it looks like the Democrats may lose on Tuesday. Some may win. Some may lose. But hopefully weed wins out. At least four out of five states agree and they legalize yeah. it. But we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And remember, if you are considering becoming a member, uh, we'll put you in the credits. We have to go ahead and update our credits. But uh, where are they? There they are. End credits with end screen. See Thanks you next time.
Chicken Brown Cow.